Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. I've chosen to speak on the chapter that I wrote entitled Brotherly Kindness. Brotherly Kindness. And I think it's appropriate because that's what I feel here tonight in this service. There's, there's a wonderful love and fellowship that I am so thankful for. I am so thankful for. Amen. There are two verses of scripture I want to begin with that have uh, one word in each of them that certainly speaks out to us in loud, bold language. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. And then I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 12, or chapter 12 and verse 15, rather. Having trouble reading my own notes, I guess. But in Ephesians chapter 4, it says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, loving one another, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And then the writer of Hebrews 12, 15, he warns us, whoever the writer was, against permitting this spirit of bitterness to enter into our lives where he wrote, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Bitterness, bitterness. Bitterness involves more than just words, something we say or something we do. Uh, while we don't want to do that, but bitterness involves more than that. Bitterness is in your mind, if it's there at all, and we trust it isn't. But anyway, the warning is, don't let that bitterness spring up like a seed that's planted and then it brings forth. It can turn to uh, bitterness, can turn to uh, hate and malice and envy, strife. If it's permitted to remain in our minds, it'll dry you up spiritually. You might still come to church, but you'll sit there like a wooden Indian and not relate to the service. It'll turn you bitter. It'll turn you cold. It'll turn you cynical. It'll cause you to start finding fault and accusing people of things to allow the actions of someone else, what, regardless of what they've done, to cause bitterness to come into my life is foolishness. Foolishness. Permitting someone, whatever they've done or said about me, and I can't hardly imagine anybody doing that, but permitting anybody say anything or do anything about me and allow that to just sit there like a weight on my heart, my mind, and smolder eventually 
it will kill me. It will destroy me. It will destroy my spiritual life. And it will destroy my joy. And I, I love joy. And, 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 and never lose that loving compassion that you have. The ability to forgive people. Regardless. Never allow yourself to be hurt to the extent that you can't forgive the hurter. Forgiveness, forgiveness mellows the soul. Forgiveness softens the spirit. And forgiveness strengthens, shall I say, the sinews of the soul. I like that. Sink forgiveness strengthens. There are two questions I wanted to ask you here to begin with. Who, who is the strongest or who is stronger? The one that because somebody's offended them or hurt them, they rise up in a rage, they attack whoever it is that's wronged them in some manner, either intentionally or unintentionally. Is that the stronger one? Or is it the one that recognizes humanity is flesh? And flesh is subject to mistakes. And that lashing out against someone who's wronged you is only going to result in hurting two people. And actually, it'll hurt you more than it will hurt anybody else. Right. That's good. It was Amos who told us in chapter 3, verse 3, can two walk together except they be agreed? And we want to be in agreement. There is strength into, in togetherness. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. There's weakness when we attempt to walk alone. I need you. I need you. We find another, I think, an interesting passage in the Old Testament, Leviticus 26 and 8. It says, five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will put 10,000 to flight. And your enemies will fall before you by the sword. So together, church, we can conquer. Amen. Together, church, there is no battle that we cannot win. Right. Together, church, we can overcome this old world. We can reach our community. We can reach lives. We can experience revival. Yeah. And we can witness, witness the manifestation of God's presence every time we come to the house of God. That familiar passage in the book of 1 Corinthians 13 where Paul sandwiched between chapter 12 when he speak of, spoke of the gifts of the Spirit and chapter 14 where he spoke about how to uh, allow the issue of tongues develop in the ministry, in the church, in the ministry of the Spirit. And sandwiched between those are the chapter con is the chapter concerning love, charity. Amen. Amen. Charity suffereth long, he said in verse 4. It's kind. Charity envieth not. Doesn't vaunt itself. It's not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Doesn't seek her own. It's not provoked easily. And it thinketh no evil. Thinketh no evil. The description that Paul gives us here about what love does and does not do. It's, it's, a tremendous, it's a tremendous thermometer, if you will, for us to look at and, and, and adjust where we are. 
when it comes to the blessings of the Lord, I want to be right, right, right at handy. It suffereth long. It speaks to us about someone that's slow to anger. Doesn't allow us to get all worked up because of somebody that didn't shake my hand. And, and, and just the opposite to those who have a very short fuse and just about anything will cause them just explode. It tells us that we can bear long. We can put up with something a long time. We can feel oppressed. We can feel provoked by the, those that uh, maybe don't like us. But we're going to suffer long. Go ahead, coward. Talk whatever you want to. Say whatever you want to. I know who I am. I know what I am. I know where I've been. I know where I'm going. Amen. So you go ahead and, 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 and do your thing. It is kind that his love is good natured. It's not harsh. It's not disrespectful. It envieth not. Uh, I, 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 I better not go there. But anyway, this love doesn't envy our brother. The happiness they enjoy, the blessings, the delights. I listened to these, this precious couple sing a while ago. And, and I see others sing. I watched Brother Matt here play that, that thing. <laughs> and I can look at walls, what can you do? <clears throat> well, I can say, amen. Thank God. I got a brother that can play that thing. And he does it good. And talk about a drummer. Oh, I even got more hair than he's got him. But, but. <laughs> but aren't we blessed? Amen. Woo! Amen. So when I look at, and I, I've heard one or two preachers that I wish I could preach good as they could. But I didn't get mad because it. I am so thankful. I'm so thankful for men that can hold high the bloodstained banner, that can preach the word of God with such, such eloquence and in such a bombastic manner that it stirs hearts and draws people to an altar of prayer. Amen. Now, I can't sing like you. I can't play like you. I can't dance like you. Uh, never was a dancer, but I, I can't, but I can do this. I can praise God. I can come to church. I can love the King of Kings and the Lord of God, glory. And I can look you in the face and say, I love you. I love you. I, amen. I'm not envious you except for the fact I envy you when you worship God. I want to envy just, I want to worship just like you. So let me get up and kind of rub myself against you so I can feel what you feel and do what you do. Amen. Now, when you start running out there, I don't care if it is, Pastor. I'm not going to try to mimic you doing that because I'll fall on my face. Peter said in, in, in uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 7, he's listing there the things that we need to add to our life, to our experience, to our walk with God. And, and this is where we get our text here where he says to godliness, add some brotherly kindness or if you will, brotherly love, if you prefer, as it's written in some places. Mr. Moffat, in fact, in his translation calls it brotherliness, brotherliness, not brotherly less, but brotherliness. 
Ness, Ness, Ness. It's from the word uh, uh, filial. And, you know, it, it, in Revelation, the Bible tells us there it's called Philadelphia. We're a city of brotherly love. We're the church, the best church, the friendliest church. I don't know how many dozens of times, hundreds of times I've said that. We're the friendliest church in town. We're the best church in town. We're the only salvation church in town. Amen. And I hope that's not offensive. If it is, I hope you'll dig in your Bible and prove me wrong. It is the only church in town that preaches Acts 2.38. It's the only church in town that baptizes in the name of Jesus Christ. So I'm proud of this church. I'm proud of this church. It is a church of love. In the eyes of God, and so it should be in the eyes of every one of us, there should be no distinctions. The Lord is colorblind when it comes to loving people. You know, this, this stupid group that says Black Lives Matter Hogwash, blue matter ma people matters as well, uh, and, and 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 white ma people matter. All of God's children matter. Amen? Amen. That's just a big bunch of stuff. Anyway, don't let me get over there. Uh, but anyway, the Lord's colorblind, so should we be. There should be no racial differences in heaven. Amen. Our love for one another has a way of determining our love for God and whether we are in possession of it or not. If you don't love God, you can't tell me you love me. You'll be lying. It's a love for the brotherhood. It's a household of faith. It's the church that should be thought of among the people of God as a family. We're family. There shouldn't be any, any differences. Or con I know families fuss, but when we're through fussing, we love one another. Amen. And I know churches sometimes fuss. Not Medora Pentecostal Church, of course, but there are churches that fuss even. But when it's all over, let's love one another. Let's love one another. Wish I could remember that John, Don Johnson song, loving, loving one. We are heirs together, Paul said, or rather Peter said, rather, excuse me, 1 Peter 3, 7. We're heirs together of the grace of life. In Ephesians 4.25, he said, we are members one of another. Yeah. And I like that passage in Ephesians 3 verse 15, where Paul said that the whole family is named after him. We all bear the same name. Yes. I'm so glad to get out of those lights. We, we all bear the same name. You're my brother. Well, shake my hand. <laughs> Hey, amen. Oh, the Lord will, he fills our heart with love. I don't like hatred. Amen. I don't, I don't like that word bitterness. I don't want it around me. Before I went to the funeral, I went to bed for to get some stuff because I was having a company after church tonight and I needed some more orange sun kissed soda pops for somebody. And, uh, so I had to go to JC and I wanted something to drink on the way to the funeral and, and I couldn't find anything. I don't like those colored things. But anyway, 
there was a bottle there that one of those tall things said uh, some kind of some kind of uh, lemonade stuff. I will well, be all right. So I got in my car. It wasn't cold, but I wanted some drinking. When I got in my car and I opened that thing up and I took one gullop. Man, it was so bitter. I needed about three or four stevias to dump into it or something. But anyway, I thought, well, I got to have something liquid down. So I took another swallow or two or something like that. I put the cap back on and put it in my, in my console there. When I got home, I took and uncapped it, dumped it down the sink. <clears throat> I don't like bitterness. I don't like bitter tea. I don't like bitter soda pop. I don't like bitter people. I don't like bitter spirit. I like something sweet. I love sweet folks. I love loving people. People that love one another. Mm, smile a while. And give your face a rest. Raise your hand to the one you love the best. Turn around. To someone near you are now. Shake their hand and smile. <laughs> There's no verse, no stanza that says, frown a while. No, smile, smile. As a child of God, we're members one of another. You're part of me, I'm part of you. Your goals are my goals, my goals are your goals, and our goals are God's goals. Amen. As a family in earth, we are one family. We're united with a strong bond that cannot be easily broken. We should look upon one another not as different people having different hopes, but rather a people, one people, just like ourselves, who share in the same hope of eternal life. Paul put it this way in Corinthians 12, 26, 1 Corinthians, where he said, then when one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. One member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. That's the spirit that lives and dominates the people of God and the family of Medora Pentecostal Church. I'm so thankful for this technology that we have where I, 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 they, they put me on it, and I get all kinds of these calls here for a group, family group. I don't know who was guilty of putting me on it, but they start, they start talking to one another, and I get it. So I, because I'm part of the group. And sometimes I say, well, I wish they quit sending me part of it. I, I'm not interested in that particular thing. But anyway, but don't take me off. Because I like to know what everybody, I like to know what my family's doing. <laughs> Woo. Amen. And it'd be, it, no, I started to say, I, it, well, better not go there. But anyway, the feeling which is next to the love of God is the love that we have for one another. Listen to what Paul said in Colossians 3, verses 10 and 11. Have put on the new man, which is re renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision 
nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. That's us. That's us. How do we put off? Well, we quit doing what we used to do with wrong. We put off sin. We put off ungodliness. How do I get hate out of my mouth and out of my eyes and out of my ears? One fellow testified, it's been years ago now, and told us he had some trouble with somebody in the church. And he didn't go into particular, so I don't remember why, but he had this thing about one of the brothers in the church that he just got to the place he couldn't just stand the fellow. He didn't want to be around him. And when he showed up at church, if, if, if that brother came in the church, it just ruined the service for him. Anyway, he was, he, it was a small town, like kind of like Medora, I guess, or maybe a little bigger. And anyway, even in, in, in town, if he saw him, he, he, he couldn't, he wouldn't go around him. He'd cross the street so he wouldn't have to even rub shoulders with him. And he, and he, he, he finally, got, finally got to a place where he said he was in town one day and he saw this brother coming. And by the time he saw him, it was kind of too late. If he crossed the street, it'd be so obvious he was trying to avoid him. So he began to wonder, what am I going to do? Step in this business over here, this door. What am I going to do? And while he was thinking, he was walking. And while he was walking, that fellow was walking. And finally, after a while, he got close enough, he looked at it. He said, wasn't even that brother anyway. <laughs> it wasn't him anyway. After all, it wasn't the one I'm mad at. <laughs> I wasted a time of being mad. And that's our problem sometimes when people think something is wrong. It's not wrong. It may be me that's wrong. I may be the wrong fella. But Jesus, bring us together. Bond us together. Band us together. Bind us together. Let us have love. Let us have unity. Let us have fellowship. Let us have oneness of purpose. Let's push together. Let's walk together. Let's race together. Let's worship together. Let's praise him together. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're not invited to sing in the choir, sing anyway. If you're not invited to sing a special song, sing it in the shower. <laughs> sing it anyway. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. God's got your attention. Yes. Or you've got God's attention. He knows who you are. He knows where you are. He knows what you need. He's more than able to supply your needs and give you the joy that you need. Let me get back and do a little more tanning here. Put it off. <laughs> put it off. Put off and put on. I need to hurry. Jesus, let me skip through here. Jesus, he made the, I think, very clear and distinguishing mark of what a child of God is, what a saint is in his eye. In the book of John 13, 35, he said, By this shall all men, by this, shall all men know that you are my disciple. Yes. Oh, God. Lord, I pray that you know that I love you tonight. I hope that 
you know I'm your disciple by what I've done, what I'm doing, that you have love one to another. And it's very important how the scriptures are worded. They're not just put together, you know, just any old way. He didn't say that you have love for one another, as you've heard it said, but you have love one to another. I don't know if you love me or not, except the way you tell me, the way you look at me, the way you act me, act at me, the way you shake my hand. And, and I don't know about this hugging next nowadays, but I, I don't like this anyway. Not if we all wear the same clothes or dress alike. Not if we all believe the same thing on every issue. But that we love one another. We love one another. Let's listen to the way John put it in John, 1 John 3, 14. Little John, we know that we have passed from death unto life. How do we know that? How do we know that? Because we love the brethren. Because we love the brethren. If there's some lack on our part to one of our brothers, then it's an indication that, that we're in trouble. And I'm in trouble because I got four or five more pages or something like that. But John makes it even more firmer when he went on to say in verse 14, he that loveth not his brother abideth in death. If you want to dry up in your soul, and I know you don't, but if anybody wants to dry up in their soul, in their spirit, just start hating somebody. Find a little fault in somebody and make a mountain out of a molehill. Yes, and, and, and then he goes on farther in verse 15. Whosoever hateth his brother is a what? A murderer. And you, <laughs> oh my. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life. You know that. You know that. I'm, 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 going, to, I'm going to skip a whole lot here if that's all right with you. And you should say, hey, brother, do it, brother. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Isn't that strong? Verse 21, this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God love his brother also. I'm going to skip on because I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to quit. I'm going to stop. But there's something here I wanted to get to. I, this is, to me, this, when, when I finally found it, I don't remember when it was, but some time ago I found this, not this verse, but what the verse means. There's a beautiful verse in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 1. The Hebrews writer, again, whoever it was, I think Paul, but regardless who it was, the Hebrews writer, closing out his writing, this last chapter, he, he states in verse 1, let brotherly love continue. Just keep on loving. Let brotherly love continue. Now, what, what got me stirred up was when I began to look at what this verse means, what it says, what brotherly love what it's telling us this statement sums up why we should love others with love and respect 
You know, some of you know this, but if some of you don't, that makes me feel even gooder. But anyway, this expression means that we love one another. It means we're of the same womb. Think about it. Just chew on that a little bit. Of the same womb. Love one another. You're from the same womb. We only have one father and mother that, caught, that started this thing called population. Their name was Adam and Eve. But I'd like to look at it as well from, from another standpoint because after all we are, we're all of the, from, of the womb of Eve, our mother. We may call ourselves Americans or Germans or Polish or Mexicans but the bottom line is we're still of the same brotherhood of creation. It's the spirit of Cain, the spirit of Satan that brings division and envy and strife that separates us from one another. If you're separated from somebody that you used to love, that's not God. If you're separated from somebody you used to love, and you can't hug their neck anymore or shake their hand. That's not God. That's the wrong spirit. It's the spirit of the devil. It's the spirit of the flesh. If we look at others the way we want others to look at us, then oh, there'd be so much less problems in the world and strife. This word brother, again, used by the writer is the, the word adephos. The meaning of the word has an interesting significance regarding a relationship to one another. Again, it means from the same womb. And what a unique word to employ in speaking to us about the love we are to manifest to one another. The womb. We've all been born. Let me spiritualize it, if you will. We've all been born from the womb of the church. We all obeyed the same message. We all prayed through to the same kind of experience. We all spoke in tongues. We were all baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. This church is our spiritual mother from which we receive nourishment for life that keeps us going day by day. I'm so glad to be here tonight. I'm going to get stronger after the service tonight. I'm going to go home rejoicing tonight for what I feel in my spirit. Now, interesting where it says love one another, the church of Jesus Christ is a very unique family. And the word here that is translated uh, love is not agapeo. It's not that kind of love, which adds significance to what the writer is saying. It's not like the word in the book of John three sixteen, God so loved the world. That's agapeo. But this is a different kind of word. This is the word filio. It's not speaking of divine love, but it's speaking of a brotherly love, a human love, a family love that we manifest to one another as members of the same body, the same family. The two words, brotherly love, is where we again get the word in Revelation 3, Philadelphia. Bind us together. The love's not based on the color of our skin, it's not right. It's relate. It's connected to the relationship we have with Jesus Christ. It's not based on our family relationship in the flesh. 
but it's based on our relationship in Jesus Christ. Oh, God, help us. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Thank you.